Listener Production. Kickpod acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land in which we're recording this podcast. The Yulukut Wollum clan of the Boon who are part of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respect to their elders past, present and emerging and extend our respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Welcome to the Kickpod, your DNM on the stuff that matters. One, two, three, Hi guys, welcome to another episode of The Kick Pod. Welcome and today we are joined by a very special and wonderful guest. We have got the very funny and incredible Johnny Ruffo. So funny. He's so funny. I knew he was funny but like I was not expecting to laugh as he's, hard as he is. <laughs> he's, he's, he's awesome. And Johnny, you may have seen, he has been all over our television screen mm-hmm. since 2011 when he was on X Factor. He has had an incredible career since then. And then really sadly in 2017, he was diagnosed with a, a brain tumour mm. and he had the brain tumour removed in 2017. But sadly in 2020, the cancer returned. And since then, he has been told that it can't be cured. And Johnny has got an incredible perspective mm. on life. And we are so excited to share this conversation with you today. So our guest today, we all got to know on our TV screens back in 2011. That makes me feel old because yes. I remember it very clearly. <laughs> I do too. Uh, when he came third on X Factor, he then went on to win Dancing with the Stars the following year and was an actor on Home and Away for three years. And now he has just released his first book, No Finish Line. Johnny Ruffo, welcome to The Kick Pod. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I love how people always start with, oh, he got third on X Factor. Oh, should we should we say, should we have said he did very well? Is that better? No, he made the grand final. Oh, yeah, he made the grand final. Good. But you were also one of the favourites, like especially for the viewers, I would say. Oh, I don't think you should say one of. I think you should just say the, the favourite. Yeah, that's, that's better. True, that's so, better so, I'm going to read you the intro. <laughs> this is the first bit. And no, don't go with, oh, it makes me feel really old. No. <laughs> because... That means I'm really old. <laughs> That's true. No, but we were around. <laughs> I was <laughs> around then too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm going to do the first line again. Our yeah. guest today, you'll remember, from 2011, which was just a second ago, <laughs> and he was the fan favourite on X Factor. He made it to the grand final. Well, now you sound sarcastic. No, I'm being serious. <laughs> <laughs> I am being one million percent serious. He was the fan favourite. You're my favourite. Oh, and Seth's favourite. Did you vote? Not enough, clearly. (laughs) No, because because Johnny, back then you had to pay for voting. Fifty-five cents. Was it sixty cents? So fifty-five, I think. Fifty-five cents. Didn't want to use your credit. Didn't want to use your credit. I reckon I I did three votes. Station to get fifteen dollars Vodafone credit. (laughs) (laughs) Now that is definitely showing our age. Anyway, congratulations <laughs> on the book, though. Please tell us about that, the process of it. You know, when did this idea kind of come up and then the process of writing the book? Oh, well, writing the book had been, it, it was something that I'd wanted to do for a little while, but everyone kept saying, oh, no, writing a book something you've got to do when you've finished your career and everything you've done so you can tell the whole story and throw everyone under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd throw anyone under the bus, but it kind of got to a point where management and, you know, friends of mine and whatnot, they were saying, look, you've done so much already. You know, you were a favourite, 
a fan favorite <laughs> on X Factor. Uh, you, you've you won Dancing with the Stars. You did Dancing with the Stars. You did Home and Away. You toured with One Direction, Backstreet Boys, New Kids on the Block, which you missed out. Guys, thanks for that. <laughs> sorry, that's that's big. Yeah, they should have been in there. Sorry. And you missed it out. Yeah. <laughs> But you know why? Because we want people to buy your book and if we give everything away, then, you know, we, we want to leave some things. <laughs> there are things in the book that I've never spoken about. So, yeah, there's things in there that people will learn about me. And, yeah, I got to the point where I was like, maybe I can write a book. And then obviously with the, the cancer diagnosis, mm. which wasn't a great thing, that happened and then my whole world changed. So your whole outlook on everything's like just life's too short and don't sweat the little things. Enjoy every moment of every day and just live life to the fullest, I suppose. So I guess I decided that I wanted to write a book and also help other people in similar situations that perhaps weren't coping with their diagnosis or Whatever it may have been, it might not have been a cancer diagnosis. It might be depression, mental illness, and so on. So that was part of the reason why I wanted to write the book and also share my story. So, yeah, that's uh, enough of me talking. <laughs> well, I mean, that's <laughs> well, the point of this podcast is. <laughs> is to have you on and, and to hear from you. And I, I wanted to ask you about the title, No Finish Line. Was that to do with the fact that everyone in your life had said, you can't write a book until, you know, you've done X, Y, and Z. I've heard that a lot before um, in terms of people saying that, oh, you have to, you know, it, I think we think about it a lot. Is you have to do all these things before we're, you know, good enough in this thing, quotation marks, to tell our stories. Was it from that where the title came from? Where did that come from? Because I think it is so powerful. For me, it was once I was given the diagnosis of cancer and terminal, once again, quotation marks, the terminal cancer diagnosis. Everyone's like, oh, it's terminal. There's an end line. But for me, that's not the case. Mm. It's like, I'm just going to keep on fighting this son of a bitch and put one foot in front of the other and keep going no matter what. So there is no finish line for me. I'm not going to let this thing dictate to me where the end is. I'm Mm. just going to keep going no matter what. Because for me, there's no finish line. You know, I'm not going to say, oh, there's the finish line. I've got X amount of weeks or X amount of months or years or whatever it may be. I don't have that outlook on this. I'm just going to keep on fighting. Oh, it's, it's so powerful to hear you say that. So your first diagnosis you got in 2017, uh, which you then, I was listening this morning to a podcast you did with Jamila Rizvi and you said that you woke up in hospital and you when you'd, after you'd had the operation and you I think you're laughing because you obviously know what, we know I'm what we're going to say, gonna say. You, you were texting your your parents like you were really excited like oh guess what's happened this you know or was it a voicemail <laughs> yeah. I think yeah oh the voicemail yes and then you got to listen to it so can you can you take us back to to that time in in 2017 when you got the diagnosis and then from there um, obviously you've had a more recent diagnosis which was different to to the first one. <laughs> No, because I remember the nurse that I had was Elliot, his name was, and he was awesome. I remember the uh, for some reason, my dad's, I'm not going to say his mobile number, but <laughs> I said to Elliot, I need to call my girlfriend. And I, I couldn't remember her number, mm. but I could remember my dad's mobile number because he's had it for 
a million years. Mm. And I called him. And for some reason, I was like a kid. I was like, oh, you're not going to believe what happened. I've, I've got a brain tumor. Like I'm a little kid, mm. excited about it. <laughs> I've just had a brain tumor removed. And I listened back to the voice message. I was like, you've got to tell mum and Michael, my brother, you've got to tell everyone that I've got this brain tumor. And it was just somewhat innocent, mm. like not. I mean, I obviously would have been on heavy medication at yeah. the time. And it wasn't, I wasn't really taking into consideration the weight of all of it. But yeah, so I left this voicemail on my dad's phone. I listened back to it and I was like, oh, idiot. <laughs> and do you think that that was like, obviously, as you said, you would have been highly medicated, but do you think it was also, because I've heard you also touch on, I suppose, the naivety of not being touched with something like cancer before and having to go through something like that and not really understanding huge impact it was about to have on your life? Absolutely. Like I didn't realise the gravity of what was to come from it all and the day-to-day rigmarole of treatment, medication, chemotherapy and how shit I was going to feel, you know, nauseous, headaches. And I think I was just, I I often use, I'm going to say comedy, but more (laughs) humour rather. To, I, I use it as a coping mechanism, I suppose, an awful lot. And I suppose I use it in life in general. Just I think, you know, people say laughter is the best medicine. And I, to this day, genuinely stand by that statement. Because when you're laughing, when you're proper laughing, you're not thinking about anything else. You know, you forget about that, oh, I'm getting evicted next week. <laughs> on X Factor or in your house? <laughs> well, oh, no, you were never no. evicted. <laughs> Again, yeah, I have to bring up the fact that I got third. I get it. I get it. You guys could have voted more here. <laughs> no, but, you know, I just have, having a good laugh. I really enjoy having a laugh, whether it's with friends, family, or whoever. I think it makes a world of difference. Mm-hmm. And just talking to people that are going through the same thing and just trying to cheer them up a little bit, you know, make them smile throughout their day or if it's just a little bit, they appreciate it as well. And you just have a, you can have a laugh about something that's not really supposed to be laughed about. But because you're going through something similar, you can have a laugh about it together because you both know the highs and lows of this shit disease. Obviously, you're from 2017 to now, you've been fighting the, the disease the entire time, which is so it's been five years. How, how are you feeling? I suppose if you think back to that, that moment in 2017 when you woke up, how are you feeling now compared, compared to that time? Physically or mentally or both? Both. <laughs> whatever, whatever you want to talk to. Um, physically, I'm probably not as fit. <laughs> in fact. I'm definitely not as fit. <laughs> Mentally, I think I'm stronger. I think I've learned to be able to cope more with news because as as time's gone on, I've had so very many MRIs, CT scans, PET scans. That's not for pets, by the way. <laughs> it's, for, <laughs> it's for humans, is it? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know what it stands for. I probably should. <laughs> I love that you don't. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what an MRI stands for. I think it's magnetic something or other. <laughs> so I think I've mentally I've, I've probably become a little stronger to be able to handle news, although my girlfriend would probably disagree because there's times where you just, I just break down and I can't help that. Mm. It's, it's not an easy... Uh, I'm not going to break down. So. You can't. You're welcome to. <laughs> You'd like that, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I've become stronger mentally because you don't, you don't always receive good news. You know, sometimes it might be, oh, you, you know, the tumor's grown one millimeter. And it may seem insignificant, a millimeter, but when you're the one that has the tumor, it's like, oh, it's grown a millimeter. And then next time you go back, oh, it's... It, was, it wasn't a millimetre, it had just been aggravated a little bit. And I'm like, bastards. <laughs> so you kind of have to learn to deal with these little things along the way and try and, I suppose you have to try and manage your own expectations. Like sometimes I've gone into an MR, uh, consultation rather with really high hopes and I'm like, no, nah, this is going to be a good one. This is going to be great. And then the oncologist will say, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's not so great. And it really just, it's like a kick in the guts. It mm. kills your spirits and it'll ruin my day. I'll just go home and my girlfriend is just extremely supportive. She's like, you know, you, you can just relax for the day. Have a cry if you want and take time to process it and then... Tomorrow's another day, you know, we'll take it one day at a time. Mm. And then you've got to wait another three months for the next one. I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. Mm. <laughs> so it's definitely a, uh, an ordeal. It's so incredibly hard. I think in just listening to you speak there about, I suppose, hope, mm. it would be, hope yeah. is such a, an interesting concept and, and word. What is your relationship like with that word? Because... As you said, you have to manage your expectations, but I suppose we always want to have hope. Yeah, the problem is with hope is you have no control over yeah. it. It's yeah. like just, okay, I've just got to sit back now and hope, literally. Like I could, there's nothing I can do. And I'm mm. trying everything I can to do the right thing to help myself get better results, whether it be, you know, the doctor says, you know, just keep your fitness up. And I'm like, oh, no, I, if I walk up a set of stairs, I'm knackered. Mm. Like I need to sit down and have a five-minute breather. <laughs> like, ah, oh, stairs. Like I look at stairs and I'm like, ah, oh, isn't there an elevator around here somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> like I'll try and get a set amount of steps a day at least. I'm not going to say the number because people are like, that's nothing. <laughs> How many steps have I done today? Oh, not many. <laughs> 838. It's only the morning. Yeah, but that's still not many. <laughs> I try and get 6,000 steps a day, which is not much because they say you should get 10,000 steps a day. But that's I mean, it's still I was normal say, that's, people. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's normal. more than I get, I reckon, most days. Yeah, but so. you're sitting in a chair, like a radio <laughs> job. <laughs> like if you were a concreter or something. I used to be a concreter. I reckon yeah. I used to get 10,000 steps a day. Not now. I mean, 6,000 is still 6K. No, it's not. I don't step a metre. How tall are you? <laughs> I'm pretty tall. She's six foot. 
Are you 6'4"? 5'11". Yeah, but you're right. the same height. Big, bigger. I, I reckon I cover. What? 6K. So you reckon when you do 10,000 steps, steps, you do 10 yeah. K. No, you don't. <laughs> There's no Have way I you step living under one metre per step. You're not a Bigfoot. <laughs> I'm more maybe. I, have you seen my, you can't we see my face. We call big laws. <laughs> they I do didn't call want to say that. anything. That's what they do call me. A little bit of a yeti. Yeah. No way. I love it. Yeah, it's true. Well, it must be your running stride. Maybe a I'm... meter per st- <laughs> a meters of a one hundred centimeters. I'm thinking of long jump at all times. Yeah, all time long jumper. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so anyway, moving away from my step step length. Um. So with with that in mind, and with with the word hope. How do you? I suppose in in what what I'm hearing, do you try and focus on doing what you can with what you have? Is that how you manage expectations? Yeah, I suppose so. Like you, you can only do so much, mm. and you have to rely on modern medicine. I guess you know chemotherapy, radiotherapy, which I've done. You do have to hope. You got to hope for the best. Mm. And when you do get not so great news, you have to. Sometimes you have to put that aside and think, okay, this time we didn't get the best news, but we're still moving forward. I'm still here. You know, there's people out there that have it worse off than me. There's always someone that's got it worse off. So you always have to remember that there's people out there that have it worse off than you. Oh, I'm, I'm luckier. I think I'm lucky because there's people that have had similar tumours to me that haven't been lucky enough to have lived as long as I have from diagnosis to now. Mm. I'm blessed. You know, I've, I've been able to spend the last five years with Tani and we've had some awesome memories. We've created some great memories. Hopefully we create many more. We've had some great laughs. We've had some great arguments. (laughs) (laughs) I reckon it's about even. And, yeah, she's honestly held me up. And I just, I'm blessed to have had her by my side every step of the way. Like, she is an angel. She's everything. It's so beautiful the way that you talk about her. And you've also dedicated your book to her. That's so amazing and so beautiful. It would have been so much for, for Tani as well in being there for you throughout this process, so much for the both of you. What was it about the way that she was or her being there that made you feel so supported and that she has been your angel? Like what is it that people can do for someone like their loved one that's going through something like terminal cancer? Uh, for me, her just being there, being a shoulder to cry on, Mm. somebody to talk to, or just sometimes giving me space to deal with something on my own. I think she knows me better than I know myself sometimes, and she knows when to sometimes sit with me or just, you know, you go go sit down, watch something on TV that you want to watch, except don't watch P.S. I Love You because he dies from a brain (laughs) (laughs) tumor. I'm like, why are we watching this? So did, did she put that on? No, I don't, I don't or know. Or did you put it on? watching it randomly one night. <laughs> and I'm like, what is this? It's a horror movie. It's supposed to be a romance. It's supposed to be a rom-com. A little like, too close. It's literally hey? like a horror movie mm, for me. Mm. <laughs> and don't think that's going to happen. Don't get your hopes up. <laughs> leaving you like 30 notes <laughs> sequentially. <laughs> it's amazing you can laugh about it. 
But you have to, though. You can't, like, I'm not going to get bogged down in all the sadness of it, you know. I can never laugh at anything, you know. You have to, though, because, mm. you know, like I was saying, laughter is the best medicine. And I know that I have been diagnosed with an oligodendroglioma. Wow. Have a crack at that. Whoa. I'm glad you Do you said actually it. want us to have a crack at it? I think yeah, you're serious. On. I'm looking. Oh, no. <laughs> Oli Dyke. Nah. Butchered it. Oh, but I'm going to butcher it. Oli- no. <laughs> I'm going to butcher it. Oli- I'll give you an oligo Oligodendroglioma. Nailed it. I don't want to try again. See, I would come first in this. Not third. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going there. I'm not even going there. Speaking of support people though, I know you're a family man as well and I've seen that you're excited to see Anonna this Christmas. I can't wait. I can't wait. Back in Perth and then your brother's overseas and it's been years since you've seen him. he's been in Ireland for three years. I haven't seen him for three years and Mm. he may be coming back for Christmas. So if he does, then I'll probably cry. Yeah. (laughs) I miss him so very dearly. I cannot wait to see him. But he always looks so much better than me. (laughs) <laughs> like tanned and six foot two. Got you covered. He'd step a meter. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> He's Probably on point. a meter 1.1. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> and I just cannot wait to see him. Him and I laugh at anything and everything, like people with cancer and stuff. <laughs> he laughs at me. <laughs> you got cancer, I don't. He doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting another head shake over here. <laughs> Oh, gosh. And you've touched on your perspective to just keep going. I think that is so incredible. How has your perspective changed from, you know, pre-2017 to now on how you live your life and how you, you know, move through? Because obviously as there's highs and there's lows in, in life and there's things that are, you know, maybe that we thought, you know, when you think back to five years ago and you think something that you thought was so important was nothing. Um, how gas is bills. your, yeah, what did you say? Gas bills. Gas, gas, Electricity gas. bills. Just don't sweat the small things in life. You know, like, it's just silly things. Which side of the couch are you going to sit on? Darling and I constantly, I'm sitting on this side of the couch. There's a there's a side of the couch that's better to sit on because it has a, I don't know. The, the arm bit. Is it chaise or chase? Chase, chase, yeah. Is that it an armrest? Is that what we're no, talking no. about? No, no. Oh, the, the long bit. bit. The yeah, L. The bit. I call that the L. What? The L bit. The L bit. But the L is the whole couch. Oh, we're just talking okay. about the Okay, leg. anyway, back, anyway. To the, back to the couch. It's bigger than yeah. that. So anyway, there's a better part of the <laughs> yes. couch to sit on. Yeah. Because that's got the little you arm bit as well yeah. you yeah. can lean on. And we argue over who gets that bit of the couch. Fair. <laughs> no, don't, swat, don't worry about it. Who cares? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Just whoever gets there first gets it. <laughs> And if she's cooking dinner, I'm getting there first. <laughs> because bring my dinner over. <laughs> oh, because if you get up, then you're going to lose it. 100%. Yeah. Because then, oh, like, I need to go to the, I just need to go to the bathroom. And then I'll get back. <laughs> she, got the, she got the good bit of the couch. It doesn't matter. It's just become a joke now, a running joke. Mm. Like, I was sitting there first. <laughs> like kids. <laughs> Mom. (laughs) (laughs) But just things like that. There's bigger things in life to worry about. You've only got one life. Mm. And everyone's like, oh, I could get hit by a bus tomorrow. Check both ways before you cross the road then. (laughs) 
That's the first thing you learn as a kid. It's so true, isn't it? That sentence. The first thing you learn as a kid. That is the sentence. The first thing you learn as a kid is to look both ways when you cross the road. Yeah, it's quite And you can't miss a bus. Yeah. I would say a few people have. Not funny. No, I mean, Regina George on Mean Girls, she got hit by a bus. That's what you get for not looking both ways. It's true. She stormed onto the road without looking. I, I, funnily enough, well, not funny, but you know how you're not supposed to walk out from the back of a bus? Yes. When I was younger, living in Perth, this guy walked out from the back of a bus and got hit by a car. <gasps> Should have looked both ways. <laughs> you're, you're laughing at something that's tragic. <laughs> because of the way you delivered it. It's your delivery. Dry. Dry. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness. What's the other thing they call it? Zero, um, starts with F, zero. Fucks? Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just wanted to make here. her swear, didn't you? We can say fucks on here. We yeah, can. you can. We can. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. We're, we're right at the end. Sorry, should have known. Cut that out. Should have known. Talking to a, a concreter that, that you can use swear words on this on this you podcast. Told me at the to. top. Yeah, I'm getting a no already over here. <laughs> and, and so, knowing that you can use any words you like, any including words? the f words, any yeah, you you can do whatever whatever you like. To if you wanted to leave leave our listeners with, <laughs> I mean, you can you can leave them with some f's if you want. Whatever you want to leave them with, they are lovely. lovely. We have <laughs> lovely, lovely listeners. listeners. But if you could if you could leave them with with one piece of your philosophy or advice or anything, apart from you need to go and buy your book. That's the first one. So the second piece of advice for everyone. What what would it be? Cherish life. Don't sweat the small things. And make sure the last conversation you have with people that you love is a good one because you always want them, the last thing you say to someone is that you love them. Every Like every time Tani and I leave one another, and I say leave as in just she goes to work or I go to work, I always tell her I love her because she could come home one day. It's going to sound really morbid, but you know, I may have a seizure or something might happen and I just want her to know that the last thing she spoke to me about was that I love her. So never leave a conversation on a bad note because it, it's just petty, you know, because one argument doesn't mean shit in the mm-hmm. bigger scheme of things. And that is such amazing advice to, to finish on. Thank right. you so much for, for joining us, Johnny. It was such a joy to, to be able to speak to you. Thank you for making us laugh mm. a thousand million times. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, and as we said, we will put the link to your book, No Finish Line, in our show notes. Uh, we'll also share a link on our Instagram, so make sure you check it out. It's Yeah, I, I've just purchased it and I'm so excited to read it. So thank you very, thank you very, very much, much. Um, for, for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Thank you for listening to today's episode of The Kick Pod. If you'd like to get involved, you can email us a voice memo or your stories or DNM to podcast at keepitcleaner.com.au.
And you can find us on social media, on Instagram, at Keep It Cleaner, at Steph Claire Smith and at Laura.Henshaw. We also attempt TikTok too. We're on TikTok at Keep It Cleaner Squad and Steph and I are on there too. You can also download the Kick app. You can find us at keepitcleaner.com. We have got a seven-day free trial and on the Apple Store and on the Google Play Store. And we will be back on Monday with another KickBot episode. So we will chat to you then. Bye. 